You are listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. Your home internet has a privacy problem. DNS privacy is really significant and I think it's under discussed. DN what now? DNS. Why is DNS so critically important to privacy? And what's going on in the DNS that makes it so important? We chatted to DNS expert and executive director of Quad9, John Todd, and he explained to us how critical DNS privacy is. Even if you're taking time to implement other privacy measures online. If you're leaking your DNS, you might as well just be you know, publishing everything that you're doing. We'll explain how DNS works and how to set up your DNS to make your internet browsing far more private. So what is DNS? DNS is the internet's phone book. If you've seen the previous two videos in our private home network series, you'll recognize Brent Cowling, expert in home networks. He explained to us that DNS, or the domain name system, is a lookup system responsible for converting human readable names like google.com into the format that computers need to talk to each other, IP addresses. This conversion is called resolving the DNS query. Let's break the process down slowly. If you're just here for the privacy implications of DNS, feel free to skip ahead now. For the rest of you, here's a basic overview of how DNS works. You'll notice that the URLs have dots between each segment. These segments are referred to as cuts, and it's helpful to imagine these cuts laid out in a tree. The DNS is a tree, it's a hierarchy. And in order to resolve your DNS query, your DNS resolver starts at the top of this tree, working its way down and finding information about every cut of the URL until it's reached the bottom. The process of going to the top level domain and then going down each subdomain under that that you need to is called recursively checking the entire domain. The word recursive means that you're repeating a process. And each time it's repeated, you use the output of the previous stage as the input on the next stage. As you walk the tree, you ask who's responsible for something, and the answer you get back is a set of name servers for that particular cut. And you'll use those name servers to find the location information for the next level down. Let's look at an example to better see how the DNS resolution process works. Let's say you want to visit www.quad9.net and you type it into your browser. Your computer doesn't know how to talk to URLs. It talks to other computers using IP addresses instead. So this URL needs to somehow be translated into an IP address but your computer isn't smart enough to find this IP address itself. Your computer's not designed for that. That's actually a fairly heavyweight process. So you outsource that task to a recursive resolver where your computer simply says, hey, I don't know what the IP address is for www.quad9.net. I'm going to hand off that question to somebody else and they get to answer it for me. So your computer first sends the request to your resolver, which is usually software inside your router. Your resolver then says, I don't have the location of this address saved, so I'll send you to someone who can help find the answer. And your resolver sends the DNS query to the root name servers at the top of the DNS tree. Your DNS Resolver knows where to find these servers because it has their IP address basically hard-coded. It's called a hints file. There are 13 of these root name servers around the world, each run by a different organization, and every server contains a mirror copy of the same information. The job of these root name servers is to store a record of who manages every TLD on the internet. TLD stands for top level domain, and it's the dot something that you'll see at the end of a web address. .net is a TLD, .com is a TLD, 
.uk is a TLD, .ch is a TLD. There are around 1,500 of these top-level domains. And the 13 root name servers know who controls each of them. Your resolver will pick a root name server more or less at random, and it will ask it, where can I find the web address www.quad9.net? And the root name server will say, I don't know the address for that, but I know who owns .net, so go ask them. The root name server will give you the address for the .net TLD that has a record of every domain that ends in .NET. Now your resolver will go there and ask, can you tell me where to find www.quad9.net? And the TLD server might say, I don't have the answer, but I know who runs quad9.net. You should go talk to their name servers. And you'll get an IP address for the authoritative server for quad9.net. So now your resolver will go there and ask, where can I find www.quad9.net? You're not getting back the answer itself until you get all the way to the end. You can't go any further. You finally ask someone, what is this name? And they say, well, I am the authoritative server for that. Every name needs an authoritative server on which finally that name resides. They have the authority to state that they have certain information about certain names. The authoritative name server for that specific URL will give your resolver the URL's corresponding IP address. And your resolver will then give that address to your computer so that you can make a connection. And I'll come back down to your browser and display your web page. It's like magic, and all of that happens in fractions of milliseconds. In literal milliseconds. It's actually pretty amazing when you when you think about it that this all actually works. Here's the TLDR. Skip ahead if you already get it. Computer, sending to www.quad9.net. Sure thing. DNS Resolver, where can I find www.quad9.net? I don't know how to talk to other computers using a URL. I need an IP address. Oh, I don't know the IP address you're looking for, but I can find out for you. Root name server, who manages all the .NET websites? You can find the .NET name server here. Thanks. Hi .NET name server, who runs quad9.net? You'll find the quad9.net authoritative name server here. Thanks. Quad9.net authoritative server, can you tell me how to get to www.quad9.net? Absolutely. Here's the IP address you need. Thanks. Computer, here's the IP address that you'll need to connect to the site. Thanks, Resolver. Here's the website you're after. Wow, that was quick. Milliseconds. <sighs> now I'll just click on this link. Another DNS request incoming. Let's get going. Ah! One more important thing to mention that our resolver does is it temporarily saves each response that it gets. At every level, it's actually caching those answers. A cache is a temporary storage area for frequently accessed data. So for example, your resolver will save the location of the .NET TLD so that it doesn't have to ask again for the next .NET website that you visit. This makes it much faster for your resolver to find you those IP addresses the next time around. Once you've done that lookup once, if you did it a second later, chances are extremely good that it's going to say, wait, I already know this answer. Here it is. But these results don't stay in the cache forever, only for a certain period of time called the TTL or time to live. How long something stays in the cache is actually dependent upon the person or the organization that runs the authoritative server. They'll put a TTL on every answer and they'll say, this is how long I want you to remember this answer. And if it's been more than this many seconds, forget the answer and come back to me and ask again because maybe I've changed it or maybe there's new information. So before sending off any queries to any name servers, your DNS resolver will first check its cache to make sure that it doesn't already have the answer saved. And that's the broad gist of DNS. Now let's move on to DNS privacy concerns. First, we're telling each authoritative server exactly which websites we're visiting. There's some privacy leaking that happens there. The authoritative servers will see the requests as if it was the client, not a really good privacy stance. By looking at all of the different websites a person goes to, you can create a very close profile of what they do, what they think, when they think it, 
That is really interesting to advertisers. That's really interesting to intelligence agencies. It's interesting to a whole bunch of different people. It's not just the authoritative servers that see your request. Your DNS resolver also sees them. And unfortunately... The recursive resolver is often run by your ISP. ISPs, or internet service providers, are notorious for collecting and selling their users' data. You really need to look at the terms and conditions of your ISP. The bigger the ISP, whether it's a cable provider or a telco, the more likely they are to be harvesting your data for something. Nine times out of 10, they are more than likely going to be aggregating all this data about what websites all of these different users are navigating to, and they can sell that as useful marketing data or for other purposes. There's potentially a lot of privacy violating data in there or data that would betray something that you wanted to keep private. And it's possible a whole bunch of other people could be seeing your DNS requests too. The DNS between recursive and authoritative servers today is not encrypted. It's clear text. It's crazy. So it's easy for someone to just look at the packets on the wire and see what hosts you're looking up. DNS snooping is, for example, one of the surveillance tools used by certain governments around the world to collect data. In parts of the world where there's no uh, regional privacy guarantees, like North America is an example, we don't have the, the equivalent of GDPR. I think there is actually quite a bit of that happening and it's really hidden in the terms and, and conditions of people's contracts. So how do we protect our DNS queries? In a previous video in this series, we set our resolver to be managed by PFSense, which is open source router and firewall software that can be installed on basically any device. Packaged within PFSense is the DNS software Unbound, which is what we used. It's also open source, and the company that made it, NLNet Labs, has published their latest audits publicly available online. In this setup, even though Unbound is a better DNS resolver than your ISP, Unbound is still telling the authoritative servers exactly which sites you're visiting. So we can actually add a middleman between our local resolver and the authoritative servers, who can do these lookups for us to make it difficult to tie the requests back to us. To do this, we configure PFSense as what's called a forwarding cache, meaning all it does is remember answers. And instead of resolving the requests itself, it will forward them all to an upstream DNS resolver to do the lookup dance for you. But what are the benefits of this? Isn't this middleman just going to collect your data? Well, not necessarily. Some DNS providers are far more private than others, like Quad9. First, Quad9 is a nonprofit DNS resolver. The beauty of the nonprofit status is that they are not motivated to make money off of your data. We don't actually even collect it ever. We don't collect IP addresses from any of these queries. We throw them away. Second, the location of Quad9 is important. We are based in Switzerland, so we have extremely strict rules about how we treat data and what we do with it. Quad9 voluntarily chose to rehome themselves in a place that has some of the best privacy laws in the world. It's no longer a case of them just saying, hey, on our honor, we're not going to do anything with this data. According to the laws in the country that they operate in, they cannot betray that customer's trust and do something with that data. Third, using an upstream DNS resolver instead of talking to every authoritative server yourself can be helpful for privacy because instead of the authoritative servers seeing who you are and what you're looking for, your queries get mixed in with millions of other users. It's very difficult for someone looking at this from the outside to figure out who was the original requester. Having your queries mixed in with a whole lot of other people's queries disguises your browsing habits or whatever it is that you're doing 
inside of a whole bunch of other activity. And that's really valuable for people who are interested in privacy. This can also help with the speed of your requests. When you resolve these queries by talking to each authoritative server directly, there's initial latency because you're going back and forth. Each one of those queries that you do in the recursive process goes to servers which may be quite distant. But with Quad9, you're only making one hop, and their cache is already filled with saved results from millions of users. And the chances are, you know, 85% or 90% that we're going to know the answer in that one lookup. So using Quad9 as a middleman helps with the speed and also the privacy of your queries sent to the authoritative servers. But how do you protect that request as it moves from your local resolver to Quad9? You can make it so that Unbound talks to Quad9 using an encrypted tunnel. That's DNS over TLS. No one can see the queries that your Unbound system is forwarding to Quad9. Quad9 really stands out in this regard because they're one of the few DNS providers that actually supports encryption for the client. The the final benefit of Quad9 that we'll mention is added security for your home network, such as malware and phishing protection. Quad9 is actually maintaining a list of known bad actors and their associated host names and blocking access to those. And that's a part of their service, right? And that's part of what makes Quad9 a great service is that you're blocking your experience on the internet from things that are known bad. We have the ability to prevent malware or stalkerware or phishing attacks from, from reaching you, or rather, more appropriately, from you reaching them. If the site you're trying to go to has been put on their list, your computers and IoT devices won't be able to even connect to it. We have a list of uh, several million different domain names. When somebody tries to do a lookup for one of those sites, we basically say, sorry, we don't know the answer, so you can't get there. So we prevent your computer from connecting to some of these locations that we know are trying to do you harm. A recent study determined that approximately one third of cybersecurity breaches could be blocked by a DNS-based system such as Quad9. But some people might prefer not to have any block list, and Quad9 gives you the option for that too. We have a completely unfiltered service, so if you don't want to be protected against malware, sure. Now in this final part of the video, we'll show you how to switch your local DNS resolver to the Unbound software on your PFSense router and how to switch your upstream DNS resolver to Quad9. Keep in mind, there are myriad ways to configure these DNS settings. We're going to show you one option. You also don't have to use PFSense as your router software in order to use Quad9 as your DNS resolver. Quad9 can be configured on almost every single device that we've ever encountered. But we're going to show you the instructions as they apply to PFSense. First, as we went over in our previous video, go to Services and select DNS Resolver. Scroll down to where it says Network Interfaces and select All. For outgoing network interfaces, select WAN. This sets up PFSense, or specifically Unbound, as a resolver. And now we're going to set Quad9 as an upstream resolver. This means that PFSense is acting both as a resolver for any name stored in its cache and as a forwarder for everything that's not. First, under DNS Query Forwarding, check Enable Forwarding Mode. Click Save and then Apply Changes. Now go to System and click on General Setup. Under DNS Server Settings, type in 9.9.9.9 .9 and under Secondary Address, type in 149.112.112.112. If the primary is not accessible for any reason, then it uses the secondary as a backup. Under Hostname for both, write dns.quad9.9. 
Net. And for the gateways, select None. The best common practice is to have two resolvers configured with separate IP addresses that have the same privacy and malware filtering so that you don't get unexpected results or leak data. And it's as simple as that. You now have dramatically improved your privacy. As we mentioned, there are many different ways that you can configure your DNS settings. DNS can be handled by your router software, but it can also be handled by your VPN provider or even your browser sometimes. All of these have different implications, which we'll start to dive into in future videos, where we'll also show you how to encrypt that initial connection with Quad9 to hide your DNS queries from your ISP. My organization is giving people an alternative to using their ISP. In our next video in this home networking series, we'll show you how to enable DNS block lists, stopping you from connecting to known malicious sites and stopping your device from sending out telemetry about your activities. The DNS is the last unencrypted, easily harvestable metadata that exists on the internet. DNS is very private data. Figure out if that's data that you would be comfortable with anybody else having. I'm a Bitcoin, Bitcoin.